0: You're listening to the Ready to Go podcast, where we equip Christians to engage culture with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, welcome back to the Ready to Go podcast. I'm your host, John Christensen, again joined by Pastor Dave Gibson. If you are a fan of game shows or have spent any time with a church youth group, you've probably heard of minute-to-win-it games, competitive games that take one minute to complete. Well, on today's R2G, we're going to be talking about not minute-to-win-it but minute to witness. It's not uncommon to find ourselves with gospel opportunities where the time is limited. So as Christians, we need to be able to share the gospel succinctly and quickly. And that's why I'm excited about today, Dave, because I think this minute to witness testimony is one of the most frequently used evangelistic tools. Dave, would you share a little bit where you got this idea and
1: what it is? Great to be with you again, John. The minute to witness idea. I'd been thinking about that game show that you had mentioned, and I I love that idea, the minute to win it. And I said, man, what if we had a minute to witness? Uh, It's not totally a novel idea. There's a good friend of mine, Tom Eli with Oasis Ministries, uh, that has a one-minute witness strategy. In fact, I highly recommend it to, to people, and he's got some great training. And Tom and I are best of friends, and we've actually utilized this Strategy, uh when we 've gone out to lunch together and have been in public places he's he 's a really a flaming uh, evangelist and effective gospel witness so I, I want to give a little credit where credits due, but i didn 't really come up with the idea thinking of that I, I found out about his ministry after I had been thinking about this minute to witness concept but i I thought everybody's got a minute, and uh, in the busyness of life, could we carve out a minute to plant some gospel seed. You know, the farmer uh, in the gospels where he went out to the sower and the seed where he was going out, he sowed the seed broadly, and some of it fell along uh, rocky soil, some on shallow soil, some on uh, thorny so- soil, and then some of that seed fell upon good soil. And even with the good soil, there was varying degrees of uh, receptivity and fruitfulness, but uh, three out of four of the soils was not good soil or even receptive I, I'm not suggesting that we go out and drop gospel grenades on people. I call it the gospel grenade strategy. You drop the gospel grenade and run. And we just, uh, it, we could become abusive in doing that. So I'd really caution people to do this lovingly and appropriately. And uh, we always say, lovingly and appropriately, share Jesus Christ and be redemptive in how we're dealing with people. So, I, I, uh, how do I get into sharing the gospel in a minute? Uh, I would encourage you, We we can uh, you can get your testimony actually down to one minute. We actually time people uh, when we're training people at the church on how they can uh, share the gospel in one minute or three minutes or five minutes or even a longer uh, expression. But it begins. We don't just come up and say, hey, do you got a minute, and then start blurting out the gospel. I want to start building a redemptive bridge like we've talked about before, Use the share process, begin with a familiar, move to the unfamiliar, share secular life, home life, attitudes, religion, eternal life. So I'm engaging in conversation, trying to build a redemptive bridge with a person, a bridge from my heart to their heart that hopefully Jesus could walk across that redemptive bridge and touch their life. But I could tell real quickly if I've got a little rapport developing with an individual, and it's through asking questions, taking a genuine interest in that person and smiling, using their name, and, and uh, asking questions. So we begin with a question asking uh, about their background. And uh, finally, I, if I really believe I've established some rapport, I, I feel like I've got an opportunity to ask the question, say, do you have a minute where I could share with you something that really impacted my life, something that totally transformed my life? And if I've developed that little redemptive bridge, people are very, very open to Allowing for that one minute opportunity uh, to share what's really changed my life, and obviously it's Jesus. So, uh, first thing you do in the minute to witness is uh, you say there. You begin by saying, uh, assuming I've built that that bridge with that person, uh, there was a time in my life. This is how I started out. There's a time in my life when, and blank, blank. What are the one or two things that were missing, or the challenges that you were facing. In my case, I I was, I I was seeking for purpose in life and had no idea where I would spend eternity. I wondered about where will I spend eternity when I die. Those are two things that really bothered me. So I say there's a time in my life when I was seeking for purpose and meaning in life, and I, I wondered where will I spend eternity when I die. And I'll share a few thoughts about my background. I was involved in sports and for about 20 seconds, I'll give a little bit of a background of my life. Then I'll transition into from the before I came to Christ to how I came to Christ. In another 20 seconds, someone shared a message with me that changed my life, and I just briefly mentioned the elements of the gospel, that God, I could have a relationship with God, that God sent his son, Jesus Christ. God created us to be with him, but our sins separate us from him, and there's nothing I can do to overcome that and... Uh, but uh, God sent his son Jesus to die for my sins. He was buried, rose again, and he's alive today. And I received Christ into my life. I put my trust in him. And my life has never been the same, so I transition into the after part. And I want to answer the first two elements that were really missing in my life. And now I have total purpose and meaning in my life. I have absolute, have absolute confidence where I'm going to spend eternity. And... Uh, My life has meaning and purpose, and God has filled my life with so much joy. It's not perfect, but uh, I I have that whole new sense of purpose in my life. And here's a key question that you ask. So I've gone the before, how, and after, and uh, I say, do you have a story like that? And uh, so many people will say, no, I don't. And I'll say, would you like to? And it might open up an opportunity. You know, it has often opened up opportunities to further explain the gospel and engage in a spiritual conversation. I do this almost daily. Uh, just even this weekend, I had a couple of Uber drivers just a couple days ago. I was in an Uber ride with Aliazar from Venezuela and got to know his story a little bit and asked if he had a minute if I could share my story. I was able to share my story with him, and asked him if he had a story like that, and he said no. And uh, I was able to further present the gospel to him. With uh, then later on, I was flying out of uh, uh, Sarasota, and I came to Minneapolis and was getting an Uber ride home. And Joanne, uh, was a Somali uh, from uh, Somalia, and he's got a wife and uh, a son still back in Somalia. And got to know his story a little bit, asked if I could share, if he had a minute, if I could share my story. And he said, sure. And people are very, very open. And I was able to share my before, how, and after I came to Christ and asked him if he had a story like that. And it continued. We had a longer conversation. But oftentimes it'll be uh, in a store context. I I was in... uh, In Shields this uh, past week, and I love to go to Shields. I like to go to these sporting goods stores and check out the latest sporting uh, hunting equipment or fishing equipment. I really enjoy ice fishing, so I get went into the ice fishing department. And sometimes, if I haven't shared Christ with someone during the day, I'll go over and I'll uh, just look for that minute to witness opportunity. And I was in Shields, and I actually had three different guys. I was in three different uh, sections of the sporting goods department. I talked to Eric and Matt and Mason. And uh, three different conversations uh, where I just asked them uh, about their background, uh, were they students, and give me a little bit of uh, insight into your life and, and how long have they been working at Shields, just uh, really building that little bridge. Uh, I'll just highlight the one with Mason. Mason uh, uh, grew up in the Twin Cities and uh, went to school, told me where he went to school and was really interested in, uh, uh, sporting goods management and he got involved in shields and and I said uh, Mason you got a minute uh, he says is there anything else I could help you with and so I said you know Mason I've got do you have an extra minute I could uh share with you something that really ra- really radically impacted my life he said I'd love to hear it so I said you know there's a time in my life Mason when I I was really looking for uh Answers in life. I really didn't have a sense of purpose. I was struggling with purpose and meaning in life And I wondered where am I going to spend eternity? A good buddy of mine committed suicide. I was involved in sports and uh, Got it really that really my life was wrapped up in that I and I got to be honest I took a little more than a minute to I took a little liberty with my minute which often is the case but I try to keep it really short and concise and uh, Then uh, it really got me thinking about my life and what would happen if I died Today And I don't know if you ever think about those issues. But then someone shared with me a message that changed my life and how I could know God in a personal way, that he loved me. And uh, he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for my sins. He was buried, rose again. And I inserted the gospel in there, and and he's alive today. And I put my trust in him, and my life has never been the same. And uh, Jesus Christ came into my life. I put my trust in him and filled that emptiness, that void in my heart, gave me a sense of purpose, and now I have absolute confidence of where I'm going to spend eternity, and, and uh, I, my life has really been made, uh, made anew because of my relationship with Jesus. Hey, Mason, do you, do you have a story like that? And he looked at me, and he said, you know, I really don't. And, uh, but it's really interesting. He says, I really appreciate you sharing that with me. And I pulled out my My Story track, and I said, you know, Mason, I'd like to leave this with you. It kind of unpacks a little more detail about my background and how Christ has changed my life. And I always carry that little My Story with me, because it's just a great little tool to follow up on a one-minute witness. And uh, so uh, I've run into people who uh, I've, shared that one-minute witness, and I do it with servers. I Just this last week, I had a call from a Fidelity Investments. I, I was calling in to check out something on my account, and Amanda was this gracious person on the other end helping me with my account. And I just said, Amanda, you just have been so helpful. And she said, well, that's great, Mr. Gibson. I'm so glad I could be of help to you. Is there anything else I can help you with? I said, well, do you, do you have another minute? where I could just share something with you that really changed my life. She said, sure, go ahead. And I shared my one minute testimony. How Jesus had changed my life. I said, Amanda, do you have a story like that? She said, no, I really don't. But that's really, really interesting. And I gave her a little challenge and gave her a gospel of John challenge, read a chapter a day in the gospel of John, 21 chapters and, and asked Jesus to speak to you and, uh, just encouraged her. And, uh, And I don't know if I'll ever run into her again, but you know, the Bible says one will plant and another will water and the Lord will bring forth the increase.
0: And Dave, I'd love for you to just to speak to a little bit, uh, those who are listening, who maybe grew up in the church or maybe came to know the Lord when they were really young and they might kind of struggle with that before aspect, kind of, kind of trying to remember that. How would you encourage them, and how would you really instruct them in writing their minute to witness?
1: That's a great question, John. I think um, whether you're writing out an extended testimony or an abbreviated testimony, if, if you came to the Lord at an early age, you probably don't have a lot of really uh, ugly details to share with people. In fact, not a lot of really happening In your before you came to Christ, so I do what we call an overview flashback. You know, there is something that happened in my life that really transformed my life, and my life has been changed. And I really talk about the benefits of somebody introduced me to a relationship with Jesus Christ, and uh, then I talk about the benefits of knowing the Lord. Just briefly talking about the gospel and what Jesus has done in my life, and the reason that happened is when uh, back when I was five years old, my mom sat me down, or my dad introduced me to faith in Jesus Christ. That's not my story, but that's, if you have an early childhood testimony, talk about the benefits of what God has done in your life, how someone, this message was shared with you, and this happened back when I was, I point back, so it's called an overview flashback approach to sharing your testimony.
0: That's great, Dave, and we will include that in the show notes as well, so you guys have access to those instructions. Also, Dave referenced the My Story track. You can see that in episode eight and in the instructions on how to uh, develop your My Story. That's another incredible tool. So as always, we want to give you a challenge this week. And the challenge is for you to memorize your Minute to Witness, to write it out with those three Uh, sections, those 20 second sections, have a friend time you. And do realize that it'll feel awkward at the beginning when you first say it. We always have people do this in class and it it feels awkward and and it feels strange when when they're first trying to say it. But that minute to witness eventually becomes natural. It goes from that, that memorization to presentation to conversation. And so the more you practice it, the easier it will get. And so we really encourage you to put that in your tool belt. Well, next week, we're going to be talking about how do we lead someone to Christ? When someone says that they are ready to trust in Christ, what do we do next? So we hope you'll join us for that. And may the Lord give you many opportunities this week to share about the good news of Jesus. Let's go.